Macy Gage from the Tangentialist blog digs up and discusses events and experiences from her own collaged history on having a stigmatized condition known as bipolar. She relates, reflects, and refocuses it into infectiously funny anecdotes and amusing stories that will have you in stitches. Being a roaming artist, a roaming distracted artist, that reinvents and reimagines her goals constantly, this podcast takes you down a twisting rabbit hole of icons and avenues of slightly familiar yet offbeat occurrences. Join her every other week as she delves into her own bizarre memory banks, pulling out some eccentric moments that capture the intimacy on the ups and downs of this disorder lived out in her electric days of her rebellious youth. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Tangentialist Podcast with Macy Gage, and let's just dive right in. So this is episode 15, and it's called Ruined Train Rides with French Seduction. So that sounds like a kind of loaded <laughs> loaded title, but that's exactly it. I want to explain what this all means. And so moments appeared that I wanted to ruin, and that's what I mean in, in some ways by that I ruined train rides, and we'll get into that in more detail. Uh, I found myself getting closer to a love that I had never known before. And I'm talking about Jude here. And if you followed um, some of my previous episodes, you'll, you'll know who that is and how he came into my life at going to university. If not, go back to the last few, because I've been talking about him in those. Because, yeah, I've been going chronologically, which is actually a terrible memory for me. <laughs> So it's, it's, it's been taking me a while to get, get through these and get, get them out to you. So, so please be patient for that. And thank you for doing so. So, um, where was I? I was, I was saying that this love that I had never known before, I was, I was, I found myself getting closer to this and this was, this was scary. This was, this was real and honest and, and with no ulterior motives Jude, he, he cared for me. He really wanted to take care of me. We wanted to take care of each other. And well, that's what I realized a little bit later on. Because while we were going to school, I was, I was just being really careless and reckless and, and, and manic basically the entire time because I, I really wasn't understanding what I was doing, what I was being asked to accomplish. All this stimulus around me with students and projects and, and assignments and, and teachers and, and, and different uh, energies of, of different people and everybody trying to outdo each other and how radical they really were. And so I, I was on overload. These train rides, when I was on them, I was uh, on sort of a self-sabotage way of thinking where I was nearly giving myself away to silhouettes along the French border. And that sounds like a, a cute little metaphor, but it's 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 actually true. And and I was definitely I was definitely manic during those days. And and there's no other way of explaining my erratic behavior. I was spending money like water, which is is terrible because money does not grow on trees, <laughs> even if it is paper, it technically doesn't. But there's no other way of explaining my erratic behavior. I was seduced by French men and was ridiculously charitable to near strangers. I was even almost naked as I frolicked in Quebec, which if you're international is a uh, Canadian province where they speak French, as well as other French cultural items, and I won't get into that. Uh, but there was, there was even a time 
I was sleeping on the streets and balancing myself across the top of a bridge. And thank goodness for a driver who phoned the police to come rescue me, as that must have been my subconscious way of asking for assistance. At that time, I was still a guinea pig uh, where my medication was concerned. Doctors were not entirely sure what to give me because they weren't they didn't really understand what, what was going on with me. I mean, I had my, my motor vehicle accident and I wasn't driving. I have to put that out there in case anybody hasn't been listening to the episode where I talk about my, my car crash. But um, I had been going from Ritalin to Prozac to Celexa to almost lithium back then. And thank goodness I didn't get put on lithium because that would have killed me, I found out later. And thankfully, Jude knew that was wrong and suggested that I not fill the prescription. As I used to so blindly do, as I trusted doctors so incredibly, I just figured they know, they've, they've gone to, to medical school, why shouldn't I trust them? And this is something I learned that, you know what, you need to do your own research, you need to figure out, you know, what's going on with your own body. So again, speaking in the third person, I thought that I need to think of what I'm putting in my body and how it's going to affect me in, in a long-term sense. And that was a turbulent time in the early 2000s. I was behaving unpredictably, as is completely familiar for people that are bipolar. And I continued to seek out my own sabotage. I was hitching a ride, literally and figuratively, with almost anyone that glanced my way. What I learned from this embarrassing, damaging time was that I needed to be mindful of myself and those around me. I needed to analyze situations, intentions, and to always be alert to what determines a safe environment. Being alert to my surroundings is key as the vultures of the night and even day are ready to pounce if they see an opportunity. And so, yeah, they're, they're, that's, that's what happens. There's the vultures of the day and the night that just, if they see an opportunity, if they look your way and, and you look vulnerable, they, they will seize that opportunity. And who knows what they will do. And I sort of disgraced that I had to experience some of this because, as you know, it's embarrassing. If you, if you just, just listening to this is embarrassing. <laughs> It's good to be prepared. It's good to be mindful. I know that sometimes these things cannot be cannot be situated in our in our present way of of thinking because the brain chemistry is is skewed. That's why we need to surround ourselves with positive outlets, positive people, people that will engage us in sort of structured ways of of behaving and working and just yeah like just always have something around you that will give you the give you the focus that will will give you the balance that that is required in these in these uncertain times especially especially if the medication you haven't quite tweaked it yet it hasn't been quite perfected for your specific body because Every one of us is different and we have different different everything. So it's it has to be tweaked just right for our entire genetics and our entire everything. So on that note, let me just reflect on, on where we're going with this. So 
So yeah, I was I was talking about my ruined train rides, and I didn't really go into the train rides. I, I just said that I got on the train, which which I did. I I just got on the train because I remembered that Jake he had a, a family member that used to to work for the train companies, so he had a special pass that would get him on to any train anywhere for free. So I kind of had that mindset for a little while, like. I can do anything. I'm I can get on any train I want to and not have a ticket and and just feel entirely like I belong there and that's that's just ridiculous, right? I need to obviously obey the the protocols of you buy a ticket when you ride the train and you get on the train and this is how the these sort of protocols work for for boarding a train, right? In the the correct way and well, I was just uh, I was totally just wasn't wasn't realizing that so yeah I was just trying to behave the way I did in the past and that that's just ridiculous you, you can't think that the way you thought of things previously can be be compatible with the present or the future it's just times are always changing as I as I wanted to make sure everyone was clear that these are unprecedented times as everyone knows but these uh, these events and experiences that I've been sharing with you, I want you to learn from them and I want you to see that, you know what, whatever you've been through, maybe it is comparable, maybe it's worse, maybe it's better, maybe it's, maybe it's just completely different, which obviously it probably is, but I mean, in some ways there's, there's a thread in all this that I want people to see that, you know what, these have been struggles and look she's she's doing really well now she's she's talking about it she's able to to find some positive in what she has engaged in and how she has actually transformed her life to better reflect a way to to see that there is something that can be gained from this that it's that's not all tragic that it's not all struggle that it is something that can be learned from and and can be sort of a stepping stone, something that that can be reinterpreted as as just a new way of of living. It's just this is a definitely a new way of living. We have to figure out our our own pathways in society and how this this pandemic is just it is creating a new structure for us that we are not familiar with, but we are learning to mold it to make sure that we are able to see and feel and and engage in the most positive ways that we can find out there because that is that is really crucial right now you need to to grab onto those positives that are in your life and and make sure you remember how how great they make you feel and how this is this is something that is really important for right now that you know what we're going to get through this Maybe we'll have a few less people, which that is very unfortunate. And I've lost somebody during this pandemic, which is which was really hard. But how important and, and great and wonderful these people have been in our lives. But we need to remember that, you know what? There's a lot of great things that are gonna that are gonna happen from this. We are gonna learn from this. We are gonna become a stronger society. That's a that's an empty word. <laughs> We will just move on from this. It'll be, it'll be, a, it'll be a struggle. It obviously is, but 
let's look at how we can see the positive in all of this and how it will it will teach us a lot how we were going a little too a little too lax on things with with our healthcare maybe not the healthcare actually but maybe just on security uh, around international travel and how we weren't taking proper precautions with making sure people were quarantining uh, and and making sure people were practicing sort of health and safety precautions that will make sure any sort of bacterias or or uh, just strains of illnesses that could come from other countries or other parts of the world where the infrastructure for the healthcare is not the same as where we are from. We need to strengthen these areas of our economy and our our healthcare system to just make sure we are ready and prepared for anything like this that could happen in the future. I mean, did did we learn from SARS? I don't know. I don't remember very well. I was still in school and very distracted by all that I was trying to get done there. But this this is going to be something that that we will definitely learn a lot from this and and we will learn about a lot about ourselves, a lot about a lot about each other too. So let's just focus on on just how we're going to make it through this. We are we're going to make it through this. We're going to be stronger than ever. So I realized just there that I was talking a lot about politics or it seemed very political the way I was I was going on a bit of a rant there. So let's switch gears and let's focus on on what this podcast is about and that's about uh, brain injury and being bipolar and and how to sort of see that you know this is this is a new way of being you it's just it's just a I think it's a better way of of just being part of part of the world no that's not the way way I was going to I wrote something about this last night and let's just see see what I wrote all right here we are almost daily I remind myself of how lucky I am that I can consistently conjure up the self I want to be. I do have limits, of course, but I do see bipolar and TBI as something I actually treasure rather than a burden. I mean, I don't broadcast it because the stigma is hard to shake off. And as you've heard, I have plenty to shake off. (laughs) I try to use traumatic brain injury and bipolar less and less as a get-out-of-jail-free card, because where is the line that distinguishes personality and bipolar, idiosyncrasies, and traumatic brain injury? Well, this is something that a lot of us have have trouble defining, and I would like people to to chat about this on the Facebook page, which is facebook.com backslash tangentalist with a capital T, and I hope there's a discussion about this. So remember to like, share, and comment on this Tangentalist podcast. You can do that at http colon backslash backslash www.facebook.com backslash Tangentalist. That's T-A-N-G-E-N-T-A-L-I-S-T with a capital T. And you can also on, so thank you, Glorious Humanoids, for tuning in, and I'll see you next time. And this is what I will go into great deal with in the next episode, as I take you down another rabbit hole of my heady days of my rebellious youth, tripped up by disorder. Folding up these anecdotes, I express 
them to you and I give them for you to enjoy and consider as I reflect and remodel and re-engage what the future has for me on these social platforms. See you next time on The Tangentialist.